Hey, co-conspirators, this is Romy from Conspiracy, um, coming to you with a little bit of bad news. Uh, unfortunately, um, Conspiracy's been a little bit overstimulated recently, and um, as some of you know, we, we recently went on a, a lovely sort of detox vacation um, out to uh, Italy, up in the north, beautiful. Uh, we, we, we put away our phones, just kind of disconnected, no cell service, um, for the last month or so, and it's just been lovely. And we were about to head home, and we all just looked at each other and said, hey, let's do another month. <coughs> and um, so we unfortunately won't have a new podcast episode to record for you. Luckily, we do have an episode banked. It isn't at the audio quality standards that we usually like to provide, which is why we didn't release it in the first place, but we think that you'll get some enjoyment out of it, and that's why we'll send it to you now. Guys, are you serious? There should be an agenda. I like to be conspiracy. Worry about those that do. Well, because it's harming the country. Okay, are we ready? I'm ready. Okay. Chaplain today is Eric. Eric, you want to take it away? I do. Lord, please clear my head of all distractions and my heart of burdens I may bear. So I may perform at my very best, knowing you will always be there. Please lift me up before the moment, so through your eyes I may see, and have a clearer understanding as the game unfolds before me. With great courage, I will meet this challenge, as you would have me too. (laughs) But keep me humble and remind me that my strength comes from knowing you. When all eyes are upon me, at the end of this game, I will turn their eyes to you, O Lord, and to the glory of thy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Very God-heavy up top. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Eric. That brings this session to order. Welcome, everyone, to the meeting, the first and only weekly podcast brought to you by Conspiracy. In studio today, we have myself, Jake Ettinger. Hi, I'm Josaller. Hey there, I'm Eric Rye. Hey, I'm Romy Sklar. And filling in for Hannah Breen is... Oh my God! It's Hannah Breen. Hannah Breen is finally here. Hannah Breen is in the studio. Hannah, do something funny like Hannah does. Oh, hello. Oh, that was good. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody finally crossed it. Perfect, man. Yeah. Uh, And joining us today as our special guest is Lauren Powers. How are you doing? I'm great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. You have a large studio audience. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, uh, I am Marshall today, so I'll be leading the discussion. Today we are talking about sports, specifically oh. sports history, specifically yeah. forgotten moments in baseball history. Oh, oh this yes. is perfect. This Fuck is yeah. excellent. Really is anyone else in the Ken Burns baseball besides me? I know. Nope. For real? Not even a little. I, sounds like the most boring thing I could ever think of. You're wrong. It's about baseball before there was television. Man, Where does I, he I bet find I would all love the baseball that. music? What? Where does he find all the baseball music? Oh, oh from, his like jazz, from his jazz. From no, Ken I was, was going to say, Ken Burns just does a bunch of organing in his spare time, right? I feel like that's a thing that he would be into. It seems like it. That being said, I, uh, at the Henry Ford Museum in Detroit, they do have like an old-timey like 1800s baseball team. And any time that uh, they miss a... They miss a catch or, or mishandle the ball, you have to yell out as the audience, nice muff, sir. And so it's just a bunch of like, white people standing in a crowd yelling nice muff at a bunch of uh, uh, other white people. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Sounds like Detroit. Wow. Okay, you guys want to get Sounds into like it? Sounds like Henry Ford's yeah, career. Yeah, Well, our first forgotten story of baseball history today actually takes place in 1994. 
Um, in the back half of the season, the Anaheim Angels, ranked last in their division, suddenly begin dominating the field. Okay, They proceed to mount the most devastating, unforgiving, scorched-earth comeback ever seen in the history of the game. They literally just can't stop winning. The media goes nuts. A nation watches captivated. And then the story gets interesting. See, people start talking. Some are claiming that the feats being accomplished by this previously mediocre squad of players is at best suspicious and at worst downright supernatural. Only more intriguing. Should orphans be counted as PEDs? <laughs> oh, more intriguing. Leaky. <laughs> I just wonder because it's leaked like footage help. reveals the manager has been ta- have, taken to having a young boy escort him at all baseball events. <laughs> <laughs> the boy is later seen to be giving signs to the manager and players during league games. They ultimately end up winning their division, clinching the pennant. The manager was later revealed to have adopted the boy escort, and they are currently living together in Palm Springs. Well, you know what? Okay, so none of that that explains how the boy. So, did the boy in any way supernaturally affect? There's a movie about it. It's called Angels in the Outfield. Uh, (laughs) Oh, oh, that's upset. Is that why they moved? No one, no one one went for this at all. Is that this is going to be a tough episode, guys? This is why they moved the Angels out of Anaheim, right? They just the Angels are still (laughs) the young boys. We're, we're out. Too many they boys. Were, they were out of young boys in Anaheim. They had to move to L.A. <laughs> you guys know the story behind that? What? The Angels in the Outfield? No, the, how they had to change the name uh, to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Which what? is which is Wait, in the movie or in real in life? In real life. Because uh, the owner of the Angels is like, I don't want to own like a team in Anaheim. That's like what a what a hick owner would do, like an oil guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to be an L.A. owner, but also I'm not moving my team to L.A. because I can't afford a stadium. So he called them the Los Angeles Angels, but then Anaheim got real butthurt and they sued him for like years. And now, and for a long time, I think they changed it back. It was the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. It's always been the Anaheim Angels to me. No? No, they changed it to the Los Angeles Angels, which means the Angels, the Angels. <laughs> the Angels, the Angels. The Angels, the Angels. Yeah. Los, Los Angeles is the Angels. Ooh. Romy. Yeah. Romy, are you fluent wow. in Romy. Spanish? Ooh. My goodness. Ooh. Did you take four years in high school? Um... <laughs> Yes. Oh my. Let's see. <laughs> Lauren, you really your... hesitated there for us. I mean, also my, you? also half of my family's Cuban, so my grandparents speak Spanish. Oh. Got, that, got that little leg up. Yeah. Romy, were you super into baseball as a kid? <clears throat> I was. I have tons young of Jews, baseball cards. Young Jews are real yeah. into baseball. <laughs> tons Ro- of baseball cards. Romy, do you spell baseball B E I S? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball. 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 Yeah. baseball. 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 Lauren, who's your favorite baseball team? Oh my God! Um, well, as a kid, it was the uh, Angels because of that movie, Angels in the Outfield, which I did watch. JGL. Um, yeah, I loved that movie. Danny yeah. Glover, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Classic. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, Christopher Lloyd was in that. Yeah, he was the lead angel. He's the end hell. He's actually credited he as boss angel. Is he? Is I he? would assume that Christopher Lloyd at some level is problematic. <laughs> right? I feel like I, I, in the back of my head, I know something is problematic about him, but I don't know what it is. Uh, oh. But also, also please don't be. sue me right now, Christopher Lloyd. I feel like yeah. he's getting typecast as, or has been typecast as, crazy old man who hangs with children. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's also like mm-hmm. he's just been around forever as I don't think that there was ever a young Christopher Lowell. And I know that I've seen him in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. 
but I think yeah. that he's only ever existed as an old man from know. like the late eighties. Are we to talking now. about? Am I? I might be dumb. Are we talking about the Back to the Future guy? Talking about Doc. Yeah, Doc. Doc. Okay. Oh, that's what around. I thought. Wait, what's that's his what, last name? Is that's it what Lloyd? I had in my head. Lloyd. Lloyd. Oh, was I saying Lloyd? You said Lowell. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. No, it's all good. I thought I was wrong. It's Christopher Lloyd, then. That's society for you. I've got some dentist. I've got some stuff to work out. (laughs) That's society for you. No follow-ups to that? Okay. Christopher Lloyd. (laughs) Problematic. So where the kids the kids were giving signs? Like the kid, the kid was giving signs to the manager. So they were like hiding behind and like and seeing what the pitcher's gonna throw, and then nobody would notice the little bit. The kid would just stare into the distance and kind of like Act like he was seeing something, yeah. and then would relay. Oh, this I thought you meant baseball knowledge. signs, like he's gonna yeah. steal or he's gonna. Uh, no, that's yeah. what he was doing. Oh. And, he, and he, was, he was a ghost boy. So, Age yeah. no, in the Outfield is really <laughs> just about a boy having like a very young onset of yeah. uh, uh, schizophrenia. Exactly. That was yeah. the sequel. And, and, <laughs> oh, no. and he thinks his schizophrenia is gonna get his dad back, and it doesn't. No, his dad. Okay. Also, the way oh, he does that's it right. is his dad's like a cool guy with a motorcycle, and <laughs> instead, and he's like. Dad, why can't you stay with me? And instead of the dad being like, uh, fuck no, I'm like irresponsible, he went, you know what, I'll stay with you when the angels win the pennant. And then he gets on his motorcycle and he leaves. He's yeah. like, just leave your kid. Yeah. yeah. Or, do you think, or do you think that that man is so upset that the angels are bad at baseball that he leaves his child? And it's kind of like, a, like yeah, when the angels finally win the pennant. And like, <laughs> they'll finally have the daily energy to care for you. <laughs> God. You guys want another story? Yes, yeah. there is. Story? <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Or plot. <laughs> also, I just want to say, I, I so quickly spilled my hot chocolate on my pants. Damn it. Romy. God damn it. Romy, this is my dad's basement. Look, it only got on my pants. Romy, this is Joe's dad's basement. Raphael makes us clean it up right before. <laughs> With our mouths. Our second forgotten story of baseball history. Actually, it only takes place two years later. <laughs> you really dug dug deep in baseball history. <laughs> so this tale, but this tale plays out in the minor leagues. See, the Santa Rosa Rockets are having oh, an extraordinarily Jesus. good season. Uh, not news in and of itself, but the headlines are filled with stories of the team's rookie pitcher Jack the Deuce Cooper. Mm-hmm. See, Jack mm-hmm. had developed a relationship with the team's new mascot, a dwarf inside a semi-realistic chimpanzee costume. And the two uh, uh, apparently were living together and training together, and the dwarf was even seen practicing with the team in the ape costume. Um, They also saw the dwarf babysitting Jack the Deuce Cooper's neighbor's daughter while Jack and the neighbor went out drinking, all while wearing the ape costume. First of all, little person. Well, what is... Is dwarf problematic? I actually don't know. I, I, I feel is like this dwarfism is a medical term. Yeah. Dwarfism, right? Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So I don't know. The man had though. dwarfism. Anyway, the team ultimately sells the dwarf costume included, which sends Jack the Deuce Cooper into a manic rage. Uh, <laughs> Jack disappears mid-practice, shows up at the ER two days later looking like hell, carrying an unconscious dwarf still in the chimp costume. I feel like we should be saying person with dwarfism. Okay. So they emit the person with dwarfism into critical condition, but it takes hours to accurately assess all of his injuries because Jack will not let the doctors remove the chimp costume. (laughs) Can you find the actor's real name? (laughs) So they will not let them remove the the chimp costume even to save save the person with dwarfism. Exactly, exactly. And And they never... You finish. Sorry. You guys ever seen Willow? (laughs) (laughs) No. No. 
<laughs> yeah, me neither. Jinx, baby. God, how what a culture force baseball was in the nineties. Like we never talk about baseball. Do today. you know baseball when I was a kid? A when I was a kid and I didn't like mm. baseball movies, I was like, I'm gonna have a hard time in life <laughs> as yeah. an adult because I don't like this, and everybody else really likes this. Oh, so this is a hard episode for this you. Is you a don't hard need episode. any of those references. Because I played. I played. Well, I played softball for like seven years. Sick. Yeah. So, oh, okay. There's, so there's no more to that. It's just <laughs> well, one time, one time, the only time I ever did well because I don't like to run or anything. I was <laughs> I was on the field. I was on the field, and somebody like hit the ball, and I was I was on a base. And I was running. My team was up to bat. And I was running. And I was trying to get the base. And the girl tried to catch the ball. And she dropped it. And she tried to have her foot on the base. And we. This is again a topic that'll come up, up and up and up. Um, I was such a large child. Um, <laughs> Joe. Joe knows. And I, I ran don't, up. I was very average. She was. <laughs> she was bent over, and she was trying to grab it. And so I. I I landed on top of her and mashed her into the base <laughs> with the force of my body, and then everybody cheered, <laughs> and she was hurt. <laughs> and that was it's a famous yeah. alternative did, to a yeah. slide. Is you, you, you just you body just slam the second you just body, <laughs> You just mash, and I have more mashing stories too. But <laughs> that'll be yeah. So I feel oh, like uh, growing up, I always thought moment. that there was a rule. That if you hit somebody physically with the ball, that they're out. But nobody did it because it was very hard. Yeah. Um, and I, f- I don't know. That's, Is that that's a all. rule? In that's baseball? not a rule. If well, you obstruct the play, if the, if the, yeah. If you hit the ball while you're running, say the ball like rolls into you off the yeah. bat while you're running to second base. I oh. do believe you are out. Yeah, you're out yeah, for yeah. that. But you if somebody, but play. if you're a, a fielder yeah. and you throw a ball yeah. at. Or in, throw the ball and it hits a runner, they are not out. Yeah. Yeah. If they obstruct the play, they. Yeah, are. yeah. If they reach their hand out and they intentionally block the throw, but but not if you like peg somebody. You can't like yeah peg. Jake I think we should bring back pegging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would make I think baseball I a lot think, more fun. I think it was Hannah, a thing. I gotta say, I was a big kid too, but I have no yeah. crushing stories. Oh my god, I have oh, an, I have lot, one yeah. I have another crushing story, but it's not a baseball story. Lauren, do you have any crushing stories? Crushing stories, um, except just crushing it every day now. Sick. Sick. <laughs> wow. Sick segue into nothing. <laughs> that was, I mean, that was, that was, mean, that was very sassy. I did kids. not mean that to be sassy. No, I just meant good. I ruined it because I called it a segue and realized it was, that's not no, what it was. Not, and was you guys all know myself. each other and are friends. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know if we are anymore yeah. after that. Well, okay, I do have a story uh, with Hannah where we were very drunk in the back of a car and she told me about smushies. I don't remember. This. I don't yeah. remember that. Right? It's know where you try about. to lean in and push somebody over in the car. Was oh. that not oh, you? Oh no, no, no! Squishing people in the car, like in the it's back. It's when the middle seat person gets squished by the left was and right seat you, people. I don't think. No, I'm just me. guessing because it's like it, you know, if the, you're taking a turn and everybody like squeezes in and then you're in the middle and then you get like smushed. I feel like that's something a kid would call smushies. Yeah, yeah. I've mashed somebody up in a car too, but I don't think I'm the one that told you about that. All right. Well, Knowing this is the story of my memory falling apart on this podcast. You guys want another story? Let's yeah. get another yeah. story. Was that rookie of the year? <laughs> no, that was Ed. Oh, that's right. It's Ed. Yeah, very Chiriani. troubling film with uh, with uh, Matthew. It uh, ends with uh, the the pitcher, his neighbor, the daughter, and the chimpanzee moving in together. Oh, interesting. Mm. That makes yeah. sense. Dunstan checks in is a great. Ed. Film. <laughs> is Ed. Ed. I don't think I saw Ed. 
Um, real, real troubling. The next forgotten moment in baseball history. In 1956, facing the likes of Jackie Robinson, Gil Hodges, Roy Campanella, Duke Snyder, career journeyman Don Larson pitched what was at the time only the sixth perfect game ever thrown. It was game five of the World Series. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. That's no good. one remembers that. What do you mean? Yogi Berra famously, there's that photo. Yogi Berra hugging Don Larson. Help me out here, Eric. Am I the only I person that movies. loved baseball? Oh, I love yes. baseball. Oh, man. You guys have <laughs> played backyard baseball? Yep. Backyard baseball? But backyard baseball was – the backyard sports franchise was an experience. I don't think it should be indicative of the oh, overall – Oh, I played backyard baseball. soccer. Backyard soccer was that great, was, too. Yeah, backyard yeah, football. Yeah, All the backyard yeah. sports were Is great. Is this a brand? What's happening? It's yeah, a little yeah. PC game. It was a brand. Kids would play games. sports. <clears throat> it was the same company yeah. that did um, Pajama Sam and like Freddie Fish. Freddie Fish. Yeah. 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 Pajama yeah. Sam, great. But does anybody know Putt-Putt Saves the Zoo? Yep. Yes. Oh. Spy Fox. What Spy else? Fox. Spy Fox. I remember Spy Freddy Fox. Freddy the Fish. We already talked about it. I played all these games because I went to like a day camp and yep. uh, mm. like when the hardest part of the day you could do the electives and one of them was just like <laughs> hang out near computers. <laughs> and that was always the best one because you could either do real sports or play backyard baseball. Well, Both were great. That's a win-win. Well, let's talk about Don Larson's perfect game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, perfect game is very hard to throw. How many, how many have there been total? Do you know, Eric? It's like eight. Not off the top of my head. But in the World Series, it's that I think that's yeah, that's the most um, yeah. But there's so few. But it's it's like there's so few even. It's like one of the most rare things in sports. And Don Larson not in the Hall of Fame. Have you guys ever seen that documentary about the guy who pitched the perfect game, just like losing his mind on acid? Doc Holliday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, crazy. I haven't seen. He like he he accidentally. well, he was like a drug addict. Oh, he had issues, and that later played into like his entire story. But like he uh, he took acid because he had gotten his schedule wrong, and so uh, <laughs> he thought that he was off for the day. And they were just like, "Oh, by the way, you're absolutely pitching this game." <laughs> and he, he like at some point says it was like a battle between good and evil, where he like had to throw it there, or else the world was going to explode. Did he pitch the perfect game? All oh acid? yeah, oh one hundred percent. Oh my what? god! I'll yeah. tell you what: the best beer pong game I ever played was on shrooms. Yeah, it just made sense. <laughs> I've only had that on uppers. I was like, it was like, uh, it was like Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover. We start seeing all the numbers and stuff. I could see the arc and the trajectory. I could totally Sink picture you just being like, like your partner's like racking up diamond, and you're like, no, 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 four corners of the table, <laughs> <laughs> separate all the cups. They yeah. need their space. Yeah, twenty three perfect games in all of baseball history. Wow, 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 that's crazy. I gotta be honest. I still don't understand what a perfect game is. It means no one got a hit. No one got a hit, or um, oh. or a walk. Or you can't walk. give up a walk. You can't give up a walk either. No one gets on base. Lauren, what's your favorite perfect game from history? My favorite perfect game, um, the one from 1947, um, when the sailors were at home and they uh, stormed the stadium. Yeah. 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 Everyone remembers it. Everyone remembers yeah. that. Mine was Nomo. Anyone remember Nomo? Oh, Hideo? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like a big thing, late 90s Boston. <sighs> what what happened, it was it was after Nomo, another Red Sox pitcher threw, and I don't think it was a perfect game, it was a no-hitter, which is different. A no-hitter and a perfect game are two different things. I don't know. Mine was also the Sailors <clears throat> in 1947. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like somebody's got to say it. That was more exciting. Yeah. All right. You guys want another story? To keep focus yes, while the sailors were throwing punches yeah. all around you is really what made it so impressive. Yeah. Perfect game is also the most like the most rare, cool, impressive thing that you oh, can do in a sports game that is the most boring for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Nothing happened. No hits. It was enthralling. 
But a real baseball fan would say that they very much enjoyed the pitching. It's yes. like a, it's, it's like, a dance. It's, it's like, a dance like anything. It's a dance. I imagine it's like edging for a baseball fan. Yeah. You just God, I love it. It might <laughs> <laughs> not even a baseball. Film. The longer it goes, Joe the more the buildup, the more dangerous the next pitch is. Right? Yeah. 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 Is it going to be ruined at any moment? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I was just going to say Joe has to talk about edging at least once every episode. Well, that's how I edge. <laughs> <laughs> Joe always. I mention it. Bring it back, never fully explained. <laughs> one day I'm just going to explain my edging practice. Yeah. Joe always day. brings a huge blanket That's and covers the incentive with it to keep <laughs> podcast recording. So It's because I'm cold. Yeah. Romy, that was so nice of you to say it was a huge blanket. It's a huge blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. It's at best a serviette. <laughs> <laughs> it's a doily in many ways. <laughs> Our fourth forgotten tale of baseball history is about a time when a manager took a bit of a unconventional approach to the game. In 1993, Chicago Cubs manager Sal Martinella hires unknown Henry Rowengartner as a relief pitcher. Even stranger than hiring a novice player midseason is the fact that Henry Rowengartner is 12 years old. He's just a boy. He's <laughs> just a boy. See, at first everyone thinks it's just a publicity stunt, but see, the kid's actually getting game time, and it turns out by, uh, by some twisted fate is actually capable of pay- playing at a professional level. See, because several months prior to his signing, Rowan Gartner had broken his arm, and without access to affordable and competent health care, the arm healed poorly, fusing the tendons of his arms into a coiled knot of sinew. Okay? So the arm was essentially useless for everyday functions, but uh, but he could throw a ball really, really fast. <laughs> this is not true. Listen, I'm a historian on this. <laughs> this is the movie. He could, he could throw a ball 100 miles an hour. Um, he ends up slipping in a ball in the final game of the season, re-breaking his arm and undoing his abilities. I fucking love this movie. The it's, Cubs it's, go on to win the World Series with Rowan Gartner on the DL. Um, and he, he Because he, would, he strikes out the last person no, he, he throwing f- underhand. He fools them. <laughs> he fools them with sacks, various, various <laughs> bags of sand. He, he turns into more of a trickster player. Yeah. I love that movie. What was that movie called? Uh, Rookie of the, the Rookie Year. Of the oh, year. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's not JGL, but it is somebody who is absolutely very similar to him in Boyhood. <laughs> yeah, he looks like JGL. It's the no, guy JGL from American is Pie. Anna's in, is Anna, Angels in, uh, in the Anaheim. Anaheim's in the Angels. <laughs> uh, Lauren, can I get a practice cough quick? <laughs> Thank you. Um, can I ask Lauren, Lauren, how do you feel about JGL? Uh, J- JGL, I, you're going to have to spell that out. Joseph Joseph. Gordon Levin. Oh, uh, I know it's yeah, he's a hot toddy, huh? He's a hot Even little toddy. Even back then, he was a hot little toddy. He's a hot Who's... little toddy. Even but I do back remember then, how... he was a hot little toddy as a 12-year-old? <laughs> well, back when I was a 12-year-old as well. Yeah. Oh, man, guys. You're still I... looking at 12-year-old <laughs> Gordon Levin. I'm going to have to leave. It's okay because he's legal now, right? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as they are legal now. Yeah, which is disappointing. Look. <laughs> Some people just grow out of it. I have a I have a real thing about base to go back to baseball in the nineties. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. but I really want to talk about it because baseball was like my life back then, and mm. I remember thinking like it was so cool. But now looking back at it, is there like a sport less cool than baseball? Because like Joe DiMaggio and like Marilyn Monroe were at one point like the face of America. Right. Mm-hmm. And now it's like can you imagine somebody stylish like dating Mike Trout? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mike Trout uh remember I was looking at a thing Mike Trout has I mean, a yes. a lower Q score than like 
the third off the bench player from like the the Portland Trailblazers. I believe it. I don't know the sense. fuck Mike Trout is. Exactly. He's just like this big idiot who plays for the Angels that can he's, hit real well. This, he's this amazing <laughs> baseball player and no one knows who he is because baseball is the most sporting sport. Baseball, like, baseball, baseball fundamentally lives in the past. Baseball is a sport that lives in the past. No, it also lives in the numbers, <clears throat> Romy. Yeah. <laughs> like, Lauren, you don't watch any sort of sports? Um, I used to watch football a lot, actually. Right. So, yeah. like, so there's not too many games. No, not too many games. So in your opinion, like, what's the most, if you had to rank stylish sports as someone who does not give a shit about sports, like, Mm. what would they be? Like, five? On the field style or out of the field style? Top four. Like, in general, like, out of the field style, like, cultural importance. So, like, Um, hockey, baseball, basketball, football? Yeah, I feel like basketball definitely is the most keyed into pop culture, for for sure. sure. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because it, you know, Mm -hmm. it just is much cooler. What are you saying? Um... Oh man, <laughs> is it hot in here? Lauren's sweating. This is your nightmare. Live it out. Oh my god, <laughs> fan you a little bit. Um, so basketball is clearly number one. I feel like next up, uh, probably hockey for all the bearded men. Yeah, that's mm. where I'm gonna go with. Um, but I don't know if they have yes. glamorous wives. Well, Hannah, do you know anything about the glamorous wives? Carrie Underwood is, is married to a hockey player. Yeah, really? Mike yeah. Fisher. Mike yeah, Fisher. Mike Fisher. Oh. Uh, Alicia Cuthbert was once married to. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mm. think we're talking style, but I think hockey players are. They're hunks. They got the flow. They got the flow for sure. Yeah, they're yeah. the hunkiest. They also know how to take a punch. How important is uh, tooth retention when you're when you're you know considering someone's attractiveness? Well, the thing if you're is, a hockey player, you can get away with. As long I was as gonna say yeah. they can get away with it, and it's like you know, it's like a it's like a battle scar, and yeah. then they can afford to get it back the next day. Right, but like, there's got to be a threshold, right? <clears throat> a certain amount of teeth missing, battle scar, tough, right? You're good enough. All your teeth missing. Different message. You're getting your ass kicked. How many teeth does a hockey player? If they have less teeth, then that means they're more attainable. Another woman is less likely to come along. Attainable. Attainable. They're less attainable. Attainable. Less attainable. I see a boy with too many teeth. I don't even bother. My husband less attainable. I would think this is a very United States centric conversation. I believe that's going to show me something. Soccer would clearly rise to the level internationally. I can't. Yeah, I mean, soccer is unobjectively the most so I could beautiful men. I honestly oh, yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. That guy looks. Man, like I a, watched that. Like play. Like not, a he's he's problematic. Oh yeah, he's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we don't talk about him. This this okay. So Hannah, Christopher Lloyd, man. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd, Christian Rihanna, Rihanna. Hannah's currently looking at a picture of uh, St. Louis Sharks defenseman Brett Burns. Brett I would Burns. love to get your opinion on him. <laughs> Um, I should he I go for would, it? But I don't. I couldn't do. I honestly, if you're asking my honest opinion, I couldn't. I couldn't do that without the teeth for very long. Why? But he's well, got such a soft that's mouth. Your threshold. He does have a soft. Hey, you mouth. haven't thought of the soft mouth aspect. Maybe I would have to. Tr- I mean, I would have to tr- some have to girls try. are yeah. soft mouth girls. Some girls are yeah. hard mouth girls. Exactly. Like, I'm a soft mouth girl. Exactly. Like I'd be fine with this. More like it's like that uh, softy softy gum gums. It's like that Billy Joel song. <laughs> it's like. Oh no! Soft mouth girl. She's always soft uh, she's always girl. a soft, soft mouth girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Soft mouth girl. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But this guy's kind of a cool girl. guy. Uh, yeah, I, I, not to, not to put, not to put too much of a pun on it, but I guess I shouldn't knock it until I've tried it because his mm. teeth were not knocked out. Of his yeah. <laughs> you definitely didn't have to warn us about that. Pun. Well, I almost well, wouldn't have. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't have, have noticed. About, I would not have noticed. I, it. Well, that's why she had to warn us, so we. <laughs> so you'd pick up on it. All right. 
Guys, I got a joke coming up in about two minutes. So get All right. Oh, I thought you this was real. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, last story uh, for the for the is day. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is our final forgotten baseball story. Happened in 1999. Wow. Mm. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays manager Bobby Valentine is ejected from the stadium during a regular season game after arguing with the umpire over a catcher's interference call. Valentine left as directed, but shortly after returned to the dugout wearing a sh- wearing street clothes, sunglasses, and a fake mustache. You watch the remainder of the game there. The MB- MLB ultimately fined Valentine $5,000 and suspended him two games. When asked if he regretted it, Valentine responded, I regret it. <laughs> uh, uh, this, is, this is just a real story. Yeah, there's some real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, oh, Bobby Valentine is a strange cat yeah. in general. Uh, can anyone do an impression of Bobby Valentine? Hey, it's me. I'm Bobby Valentine. <laughs> I, I, exactly actually, what I, I, <laughs> I actually do think that is his voice. I know okay. that sounds like a I joke. I just great. put a I marshmallow in my mouth, and I almost choked. <laughs> <laughs> because of how good it was? Yeah. Can oh, you give us you. a heads up next time you're throwing a marshmallow back there, and we yeah. just hold off on jokes? And a breed, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to have her. Wait, who put the marshmallows wow. next to him? <laughs> it's a lot of mocking clapping on this uh, podcast. It's yeah. almost all of this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, I think that's going to bring it to the cl- uh, topic to a close. Um, wait. One more story. No, I don't have any more. I'm sorry. Today's warden is Joe. Joe, how are we closing the meeting today? Well, I, I have a game for us. I guess a game and sure. more a question. Okay. Uh, so we know all of the nine positions in baseball. Do, do Catcher, it. Do it. first base, second base, third base. Those are the easy ones. Now I'm going on to shortstop, right Ooh. field, left field, center field, and, of course, the pitcher. Yeah. Now, what about the designated hitter? We all know that baseball has fallen. Romy, I will. <laughs> I'm so close to. Uh, no, I want to hear more about the designated hitter, Romy. The well, designated hitter. In the American League, there's a designated hitter because pitchers don't like to hit. <sighs> As we all know, baseball has fallen <laughs> off in popularity over the past few years. What is the new 10th position that we could make in order to bring oh. some more uh, excitement to baseball and what would their job be? Just to clarify, there's going to be a tenth person on the field, not a you're not. It doesn't move, have to be on the field. Someone. It can be in any capacity, oh. but they are officially part of the game. Drone okay. operator, he just gets to buzz all the players. Like so, if they're trying to make a play or something, we just get like a twelve year old with a drone and maybe like a microphone access, and we just like buzz whoever's trying to make a catch or is ever trying to. Get what second do you mean by base? buzz? Like get real close to them with a drone. Have you ever been around like a real? Oh, well, like a like kid? a like a jackass buzz, like a. Yeah. You know like what I we mean? get like just a, a real ADD kid to fuck with these millionaires. Million? Oh, I guess the baseball players are. Baseball yeah, players yeah. are millionaires, and this kid is just like. So just just flying the drones <laughs> around their head, and they're trying to catch a fly ball, and the drone. And they, yeah, yeah, okay. That, yeah. So not necessarily increasing baseballs. Popularity, or I guess. Uh, I, guess I don't know. I think kids love pranks. Kids love pranks. This is one thing I know about. We're kids. just looking love for a little pranks. more excitement. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with sentient baseball yeah. as the tenth position. So yes. the baseball will now have uh, free will. Uh, oh, oh the, baseball the baseball is the tenth player. Tenth. Oh. Yes. yes, like Quidditch. Yeah, not to dig too. Is whose side is the baseball on though? Mm. It switches each time. <laughs> That's yeah. a great question. Wow. 
I don't know. When you are, if the baseball, okay, <laughs> I don't want to dig too much yeah. into this. If the baseball I don't, has its I own think free will, do, <laughs> that's a good point. If the baseball has its own free will, what are the, like, how do you approach it? How does one approach the ball? <laughs> Just as it normally would? Well, no. I mean, you have to stroke it gently first okay. in oh. order for it to warm up to your hand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. My, and then uh, you, once you're holding it in your mm. hand, you have to whisper sweet nothings to it to mm. convince it. Each team gets five minutes to I convince worry. the ball okay. before right. okay. the game. Now, I, that doesn't mean that you can't still force the ball to do certain things. Mm. I have a proposed position. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm saying hype daddy. And by that, I mean we get somebody, one of the players' dads out on the field in full uniform. We don't have we have him kind of circling the outfield or walking at whatever pace he's comfortable walking and he's just looking to the audience and he's he's pointing well are they called the audience in baseball mm-hmm. the it's crowd the audience. he's looking at the no, crowd the audience. the audience and he's go he's going you the fans he's go he's pointing to his eyes he's doing pointing to his eyes okay. he's looking at them and saying are you watching are you paying attention and then he's doing maybe a slow clap or a dance. In so you're talking about a mascot. Okay. So, so. No, I'm talking, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about a hype daddy. Okay. He has <laughs> to be biologically one of the player's fathers. Oh. And he, uh, okay. and he, is, okay. he is hired on the team and he walks around in the outfield. Just to review, we have Eric as drone pilot. Drone pilot. ADD child. Sentient baseball. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, hype, hype daddy. daddy. Okay. Romy. Uh, mine is... Uh, so uh, occasionally in baseball, somebody throws, you know, hits hits a player with a pitch. That player gets, you know, gets mad. Is going to mm-hmm. rush the mound and fight the pitcher. But you can tell, I think, every time when somebody rushes the mound, they're not a hundred percent in it mm. because you know they need to play the game. They're a million dollar professional player. They don't want to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So I think we we we've got each player's got a a, a, a fighter who's God just damn it, Romy. A, a sc- <laughs> Fuck. I said one position. Go ahead. Uh, um, a scrappy. Uh, mm. a, you know, just a scrappy person from where the town's from, <laughs> uh, from where the team's from, and just they're they're just the biggest <clears throat> fan, and like the fans are competing to be the team's fighter, and then just whenever they want, if they feel like a call didn't go the right way, each of the team's fighters go out and just wail on each other between the pitching mound and uh, home plate. Romeo is describing bum fights. Yeah, <laughs> just oh. a lot of people hate it on bum fights. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Look, That's you get you convert a lot of hockey fans to being baseball fans. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure you'll turn nobody off. It's why I reacted <laughs> so negatively. Is uh, that was my idea? Yeah, uh, was a goon for baseball. Goon. So I'm just going to add a rule, uh, expand upon that idea. Is um, instead of it uh, being just during fights, uh, both teams have a goon that can be on the field at all times. <laughs> and so I would imagine like the majority of their time is spent. Uh, uh, pacifying each other mm. but there could be moments when they break off and, and torment the player so mostly there's yeah. just a constant fight going they on they can in the just field. run loose yeah. right and they could like, like, fucking, so then the right fielder and they each have a just, tiny baseball yeah. bat they each have one of those like novelty <laughs> baseball bats yeah, I, I had a that. similar idea which was just having a guy <laughs> <laughs> as the, like the knife as the 10th guy because you want that baseball <laughs> moving around so you have a defensive player on the field who just has a knife and is able to go and attack anybody who's holding the ball for a long period of time mm. in between pitches obviously plays dead the knife cannot function, mm-hmm. but it would solve kind of a pickle situation in which, like, one person is holding the ball for too long while 
players running in between, and then you also have this guy with, with a knife <laughs> who's running between them, threatening so, and stabbing them. Finally, so, it is so, a third layer. Just to clarify, of the six people in the room, three of us had the idea of just someone to assault the players. Well, I think, <laughs> I mean, if you look at the popularity yeah. of MMA in current America, I think yeah. that every, what everybody wants is a little more fucking yeah. uh, sucking and fucking. <laughs> I completely agree. I think, yeah, and, and a lot of those players who are hanging out in right field just waiting for a fly ball, not doing a lot, keeps you on your toes if you know somebody might just be coming out for a quick stab. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. See, if they're just waiting for the ball, they would be in no direct threat. From uh, <laughs> see, I would change that. I would change that. So Can that, I just very quickly ask, just, just to sort of be... On on theme for like the game, could they in any of these situations be wearing a small a small propeller hat? Yeah, I would think they had to. That was. Do you think that's on theme uh, for the game? Wait, the game of baseball? Yeah, baseball. (laughs) It's fanfare. Is that a big propeller hat sport? What is what is baseball? You know, (laughs) what is baseball but not a propeller hat? (laughs) A propeller hat sport. Meeting place. Half of the Red Sox hats around here have little propellers. And they're all and the, the, you yeah. haven't seen just like dudes like lifting off into the air with their hats. Just, well, like, they sell little... that they sell that in a like package at the at the sports place with like some cut off shorts with suspenders on yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking about, with, like, and that's what fits with his tiny bat. Yeah. That's, Makes sense to me. Oh, okay. Ice cream in the baseball helmet. <laughs> Hannah thinks that baseball is the circus. <laughs> I really do. There are peanuts at both. <laughs> I can see how that would be confusing. All right. I think that's going to close out the meeting. Uh, Joe, anyone stand out as a particularly viable answer? Well, I liked my own, but I guess that's... <laughs> <laughs> I that's... like Lauren's uh, because I have so many questions. Can... Does the baseball have choice of its motion, or is it just getting slapped in the face with bats all day? And what kind of hell have you created? It's both, right? So in dodgeball, right, you're in control of your body, but you're also getting hit by other stuff. Actually, it's nothing like dodgeball. (laughs) I I changed my answer. Just not. Yeah, Lawrence. Okay. Thank you. Congratulations, Lauren. Congratulations. All right. Can't wait for the science to come along to make this possible. Yeah. <laughs> I was imagining tiny little arms on the baseball. I feel like that's I fun. I like that, yeah. Like, and it's just like, constantly screaming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like a oh it is a living <laughs> hell. Yeah, yeah. It, it has to be. Yeah. I worry about, uh, you, you talked about like caressing and touching it. Um, you're taking what is already a long game and, and it, adding a lot of... But it's sexy. Well, you're edging Long, the baseball. Intimo- <laughs> right. What happens when a baseball comes? And then after Excellent. you, after the baseball's <laughs> lifetime of about nine pitches on average in an MLB game, it gets handed to a kid in the, in the crowd. <laughs> Just ready to, ready to explode. <laughs> All right. On that, we're going to bring this meeting to a close. We bake conspiracy. I'm Jake. I'm uh, Joe. I'm Eric. I'm Romy. I'm Hannah. And special thanks to our guest, Lauren Powers. Thank you. Yeah. This round of applause is not ironic or. <laughs> All right, please uh, go follow us on Instagram and rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, really appreciate it. See you next week. Bye.